everybody, welcome to Optional Opinion here on Anomalous Radio Network. I'm your host, ADV. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hope everyone had a great week. Um, hopefully everybody be having a great weekend going in. Um, this episode is very special to me. I have one of the greatest comic friends. Uh, like, he... It's just all around amazing. He disagrees with me on some things, but I love him because he's such a awesome. I could geek out with him. I could be I could be nerded with him for hours upon hours. Everybody, please welcome the one, the only Anthony Cantu. Welcome, Anthony. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, you you are an amazing person. I love talking to you. Uh, I don't try to piss you off. I don't try to hurt your feelings. So <laughs> please don't be don't please be mad at me. If you guys missed the bonus episode, do give that a listen. Very great discussion. Uh, you might want to skip the Star Wars part. <laughs> oh, uh, no, we're done talking about that. <laughs> uh, but today, um, the reason I have Anthony on is that we're going to be talking about Vanquish, um, one of the early PlayStation and Xbox 360 games. Um, just a really great, fun game. Um, and I... Um, I was playing it just, you know, I was going to do a podcast and Anthony found out I was doing it and I, you know, he said he really loved the game and I was just like, well, come on, do the um, podcast with me and he's here. Um, but before we actually get into that, Anthony, can you give us a little bit history of your video game background? Yeah, um, I was really into video games when I was a young age. Uh, actually, my dad and my Theo got me into it. Uh, my first system was probably... I do remember playing Atari with the Pong and then gradually going to every single system. Uh, my favorite one was probably like the Goof Troop movie back on the SNES. That was probably one of my favorite ones. Yeah. But I've been playing video games all my life. And I try to get people into it as well. You know, that's why I wanted to do video game industry kind of stuff. So I went to GameStop. Uh, that got me a lot more knowledge. And, you know, now I'm probably one of the only people who I know that knows a lot people that knows a lot about video games nowadays you know i do research i read the articles i read reviews i do everything and so that's why a lot of people come to me with that kind of stuff and and yay <laughs> <laughs> um awesome very awesome um a little bit about vanquish um this was designed by shinji mikami and uh platinum games um the game was released in october of 2010 for some unknown reason sega published it <laughs> Which was kind of weird, um, but it's it's a very great game to get into. Um, but we're going to start. Um, the, my first question that I have, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about the story, is um, do you think the story is insane or is it straight movie, B-movie action, like an action-packed movie? It's it's a B-action movie, the whole storyline itself. You know, there really wasn't much going on in the whole thing. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it was very simple. It was like somebody's threatening, you know, the country in the U.S., we gotta stop them. That's all it really was. It's like every kind, every single action movie you can think of out there. It's the same plot, I've seen it before, and, uh, the story didn't really capture me, but, you know, it was still fun. Uh, and, and, uh, just a little bit about the plot, um, 
It says on Wikipedia, in the near future, Earth's human population grew so rapidly that nations are fighting for the scarce remaining resources in the United States of America. Has attempted to elevate its energy problems by launching an O'Neill Cylinder space station that harbors a solar energy-driven generator to provide them with an alternative source of energy. However, the government of the Russian Federation has been overthrown in a coup d'etat by ultra-nationalist forces calling themselves the Order of the Russian Star. Captured the space station and diverted its harvested solar energy into a blast wave that devastates San Francisco. Victor Zatsev, played by Mark Warden, demands that the American government surrenders or New York City will be the next target. Um, the President of the United States of America, um, Elizabeth Winters, played by Lee Merriweather, takes Lieutenant Colonel, uh, Colonel Robert Burns, played by Gideon Emmy, a decorated war veteran, and puts him in charge of a newly commissioned task force called Bravo Company that consists of several spacefaring uh, space special forces, veteran marines, and the remnants of defending U.S. forces on board the space station. She also gives them the play, the playable character, Sam Gideon, uh, played by Steve Blum, who everybody should know. If you watch Cowboy Bebop, he plays as Spike um, in other anime. Uh, he's, his credit listing is long. He's, he's actually did a lot of voice work for stuff. Um, a defense events research projects agency, DARPA, um, Research equipment with an augmented reaction suit, a cutting-edge mechanical suit outfitted with a vast array of functions, including jet boosters attached to both arms and legs. Um, he is armed with the experimental battlefield logic adaptable electronic weapon system, Blade, which is capable of scanning any existing weapon and then transforming it into a perfect replica. Um, and pretty much, uh, he slides around and things like that. So they're on this quest to like get, uh, rescue the space station, but they also gotta save um, the scientist uh, named Dr. Franco's candidate, who was uh, kidnapped um, by uh, the Russian group. Um, so it's pretty much that, and then you shooting a whole bunch of robots. Yeah, not one of those was mentioned throughout the whole game itself. Exactly. It, it, seems, it has a deep story from what Wikipedia says, but none of that was... I didn't even know any of that. I didn't know the population was scarce, scarce and, you know, there is a fighting over, you know, the solar thing. I didn't know any of that. Like, right. I paid attention to the game. I was trying to figure out what the plot was. The only thing they said was the whole Victor thing attacking San Francisco and the U.S. is at war with them. That's all the whole game was about. That's all they mentioned. Nothing else. And, and what's weird about it is that when you when you actually get into the game after skipping the tutorial, it starts with a cutscene later on, people are walking around playing in the park in San Francisco. And then little by little, you see the space station, like something's been activated and, you know, credits, a little bit of the credits are rolling. Um, and the next thing you know, a beam is coming, a red beam is coming down and people are looking at it like, what's going on? Um, and the little girl, she has a balloon and everything. She's like, Lou, look, Daddy. Um, everybody's electronics starts to uh, starts to go haywire. Nothing for like about two, yeah, nothing for two or three seconds. And then stuff starts blowing up and cracking. 
Um, and then, you know, radiation starts happening. Um, people start dying in their cars. And it's just, like, a whole bunch of chaos. It seemed um, like there was a virus going on. Yes. It, 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 was, it was very weird. Like, yeah, you didn't get none of the stuff um, yeah. from from that. And you were just like, okay, you're on this mission to, you I'm know. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Wikipedia is bullshitting that whole story you just said. It, on what it says on there. It, it, it probably is. Like, I did the tutorial only once, so... I don't know if um, the girl that helps you, uh, she's giving you this information, but it, yep. it was just so weird. In the tutorial, they're just, they're just showing you the regular tutorial stuff. How to move, how to shoot, how to slide, and everything like that. Nothing about the storyline. Yeah. Okay, was there any part of the story that you that made you say, okay, this is worth the purchase, or was you just like, what the world is going on? Uh... I, but, you know, I was going to stick with it because the gameplay mechanics is fun, but I don't know what the world is going on. I don't think it was a purchase. Well, for me, I don't think it was, like, worth a $60 game when it first came out uh, because I've already played it before. It's it's almost very identical to Gears of War. Cover-based shooting. storyline, the whole shooting mechanics, the reloading, how even the enemies are, and some of the levels. I was like, this is straight from Gears of War. All this is from Gears of War. You, know, you reload with the, the right bumpers. Uh-huh. You take cover. You shoot over. Um, the levels like um, when you're in an underground tunnel and you cannot see anything, so you have to use a big tank as your flashlight. Yes. All this is from fucking Gears of War. Exactly how it is. Even the even the the, the bad guys and your guys' armor is straight from Gears of War. Like, when they look like Carmine's uh, yes. armor. Yes, they do. I'm like, do. are you fucking kidding me? But it was it was very weird, because it was just like, even when you start the game, um, like, you actually get into it, and you're on this, on this kind of aircraft aircraft carrier. Um, like, nothing though doesn't really happen to almost at least, like, 10 more minutes into the game. Like, you're running, and, like, Soldiers are falling out, and it's just like, wait, what the heck? Yeah, it's the the shoulders come out of nowhere, as if they're just spawned instantly. Oh goodness! Well, I paid nineteen ninety nine when the game came out, so <laughs> I think it's worth the twenty dollars. Um, oh, I paid like eight bucks when I when when I came replayed it right now. Well, it's it's very weird. Um, for it being sixty dollars, of course. Um, I can understand at the time because the production of the game is beautiful. Like the artwork, the way that like everything looks is really mm. nice. It's really crisp and clear. Um, mm. Definitely with the backgrounds. Um, now, talk a little bit about the story. Do you feel like uh, I think you say that you know you didn't really pay attention to it, or it, did you feel like the story was just there, or like none of this like really matters, like as a story. None of it really mattered because you've everybody's seen it thousands and thousands of times. You knew it was very predictable on what was going to happen. You know, it's uh, well spoilers if nobody's played it. Your your mentor basically, or your partner, the big old guy, I forgot his name, uh, Burns. Yes. He surprisingly turns out to be one of the bad guys at the very end. Literally at the very end, he betrays you. And everybody, you could see that coming a mile away because he was willing to sacrifice fellow soldiers like nothing. Right. But him and, him and Sam really didn't get along at all in the code game. No. So, they didn't get along because, like, you're, you're a soldier. You're supposed to help out your fellow men. Yeah. And 
Burns was just like, no, fuck him. We got, we, this is about all about the mission. I'm like, how can you, how can you do the mission without you guys? Cause it was probably because of the way that he was modified. And, you know, I guess he'd been through so many wars and stuff. And, and, and spoilers for a, a little bit at the end of the game. Um, uh, he gets to me about spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just be, this game is five years old. So if you haven't played it, um, uh, Words doesn't describe on what you're going to be seeing. So you can still play it or, uh, you know, check it out on YouTube. It's up to you. Uh, it, was, it was very weird that he was trying to give a touching monologue story at the end. After um, you fight him and you defeat yeah. him. And it was just like, wait. You, you just tried to kill me. <laughs> yeah. So it was just like, what was the story for? Yeah. It was, it was a bullshit story. So, um, it did have a lot of cool, uh, pieces in it. Um, do you have any favorite parts of it, like, um, that you saw or you was able to do in it? Uh, my favorite parts were probably, like, when you were actually fighting, like, the big, giant robotics, uh, because they're actually challenging. Like, you have to use a lot of your slow motion Uh just to aim and shoot and, you know, how much life they have. You, you constantly reloading or you're switching weapons. It, it was a big challenge. Everything else, like all the robotic like soldiers, uh, you kill them within three seconds. Yeah. By shooting them. It, it was, uh, I think, for me, one of them was uh, at the end battle when you're fighting the uh, two robots, the two bosses, like the final yeah. ones. The and, two clones. Yeah. And you get to a point where uh, you, you're like rapid punching them and you have to press the square button. Mm-hmm. Just looking at it was really nice. Yeah, that 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 seemed really anime-ish, you know, where two guys are like fighting one, and fists are going everywhere. You really can't see what they're doing. Uh-huh. It that was a fun part. I liked the whole quick time events, you know, that they added every now and then. You know, it it, it did catch me off guard. I'm like, okay, I missed this one, so I'll I'll be prepared next time. Right? Did you find it weird that they had quick time events like that in this game? That I was surprised. I was very surprised. Uh, this seemed like one of the like, other generic, you know, shooting games. Right. To where it's all shoot, gun, kill, everything like that. It's when it came to a quick time event the first time, I'm like, oh shit, you know, I got to keep on pushing next, <laughs> or you know, or go around in a circle. Well, I think the first time you do that is when you're fighting the very first big robot. Yes. It looks like uh, it looks like a spider, then it goes into an actual. Human robot. Now, how forms. how did you fight him? Because my strategy was where the stairs was at mm-hmm. was to hide behind the left corner and just uh, like kind of peek out and uh, hit him in the legs first, or yeah, hit him in the legs as a spider first, and mm-hmm. then when he fell down, um, depending on what where my level of the guns were at, I would switch to like the heavy gun and then hit hit him in the red dot. Um, and that was kind of my strategy. Uh, my OCD self, uh, I <laughs> I would have done the same thing, uh, except for I, the first time I played him, I didn't know I didn't know fucking know he was going to transform. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll just shoot the arms and the legs, and then once those are done, you know, he won't be able to do or move. So then I'll shoot the eye. But then once I died a couple of times, I died like four or five times. I'm like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to shoot for the eye. Well, it was it's very weird. I guess depending on what level, um, 
you can easily like defeat them um, without even getting to certain parts. Like I didn't even have to get to the head part until I started playing it on hard. Like, and I I beat it on hard, mm-hmm. um, but. Like most of the times that I play, I would just hide behind that corner and use that strategy, even though hard. But I was still, he still wouldn't die. So I had to go up and, uh, you know, you hit him in the head and stuff. I didn't even like even use the, uh, the, uh, guns, um, that you could like command that I want to say like airship guns, but whatever guns it is, like the press mm. circle, and you got that long line of bullets to uh, uh, to use. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have to use that until like almost till I got to the hard mode. Yeah, I didn't have to use like the big Gatling guns until at the very end. That's what it is, the Gatling guns. I couldn't yeah. think of it for some other reason. Yeah, it, it's like in the beginning it was hard, but then towards the end, like it was really, really fucking easy to defeat them. And because all my weapons were upgraded to the max. Yeah. Like, my assault rifle, my... At the very end, my assault rifle, my heavy weapon, and my shotgun were all maxed out on the upgrades. And, and we're going to get to that one just later, because I have some questions about that. Uh, do you feel the game was very, like, had the uh, ideal of Western gamers? Or do you feel like there's some Japanese kind of influence in it? There's a lot of Japanese influence on it. You know, it was it was developed by you know Platinum uh, right. companies, so they are a Japanese game. You can see a lot of their influence. You know, their culture. Well, not really culture, but like futuristic kind of stuff that they would assume would happen. You know, just like uh, the dialogue was so cheesy, and the whole fight scenes were very animated. You know, and it's just how how it played. It was like this is not an American game. You can easily tell. You know, no offense to them. It's it's an awesome game. It's yeah. fun. It's like one of those mindless games where, like, okay, you have, like, four or five hours to kill. You go ahead and play this. Because chapters go by very fast. But it's, it, the chapter thing is the, it's very weird. It's just, like, I think the first level or the first or the second level got, like, about six to seven chapters. Then you get to the end of the game, it's, like, five. This is, like, wait, what's this is very unbalanced. It's just like, how can you about have a long... Like, most of the game takes place in the first three chapters. And then when it gets, like, to the fourth or fifth chapters, mm-hmm. um, they're, like, very short. Yeah. They, they, were, they were really short. You're like, okay, you go to the elevator. You start off in the elevator. You go into a certain door. Mm-hmm. That's and, and that takes, what, like, ten minutes tops. There's the end of the chapter. I'm like, really? It's just like, that's all you really have to fucking do? Yeah. So what I was trying to do throughout the whole story, or so-called story, was uh, just trying to get the achievements, just to make it a little more that much more fun. Did you get any of the trophies, like the collectibles? I saw a couple of them, um, just by pure luck and accident. I wasn't even trying to look for them because I knew, like, collecting all those, it would be such a hassle. I'm like, I'm not gonna spend so much time, especially when they're like they're really, really tiny. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know when I when I saw the first one, like halfway through the third chapter, I'm like, oh, I am, I didn't even know about these until that time. And you know, shooting them, I, I thought you just would like pick them up or you know collect them. I'm like, no, all you gotta do is just shoot them. It took me like five minutes just to figure that out. Well, I I know like just I like I I when I did it on normal, I got some of them, but I went like to like casual easy 
Um, so I could just play the game. So I could just get uh, get those trophies. I haven't got them all yet. I'm still trying to get them all. Get them. Yeah, I have 39, 39 or 29, 29 achievements out of 50. Just to, like, I know I'm, like, I'm not going to get all these. Yeah, China 100%, that game is, 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 you have to be really good at that game. Mm-hmm. You know, and spend a lot of time doing the stuff because there are some things in this game that we're going to be talking about that you just can't, it, it just doesn't make sense in it. Um, but when we come back from break, we're actually going to be talking about the mechanics of the Vanquish. So we'll be right back. <laughs> So let's talk about the mechanics real quick. Um, one of the big things they made uh, very known in this game was the slided uh, mechanic. Uh, so mm-hmm. you can, uh, on the PlayStation 3, uh, on one of the top buttons, because uh, I, I think you could uh, change the control configuration, um, you would actually be able to uh, hit a button and slide real fast. So it's like you're, it's like you're going faster than normal. Like, instead of just doing a regular running speed. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, depending on your sliding, you could uh, start, when if you press the aim button, you could uh, go into um, a matrix uh, bullet time effect and, you know, be able to see around and slow down. Um, you have a green energy bar at the bottom that is mostly for your speed, for it. Um, and if you do too much, you can overheat it where you can't do it. Which allows you to be in more danger if they're shooting at you. You could uh, die easy that way. Um, Another thing with the sliding mechanic is is that because you have a melee button, um, you could slide and do like a little drop kick depending on the enemy. Um, Also, if you hit them, um, you have two options to just hit them, uh, let the see and see them like fall away or be destroyed, or you could also go into bullet time effect also uh, while you're coming down. So it kind of have those kind of uh, added mechanics to it. But what did you think of the sliding? The sliding was really funny. Um, it was like not necessary for it. Like I could like yeah. It, it, the whole point of the thing is to where you're trying to get as fast to point A to point B as fast as possible. Yes. And, like, the sliding, yeah, it was fun. It was, it was a unique idea. I just didn't like how frequently you had to use it because of how slow you walked. It, it seemed like uh, you're walking. You're, you're running, but it seemed like you're walking. So you literally had to push 
your uh, jetpacks every single time you want to get somewhere. Right. And, and the whole the whole overheating thing, it was a good idea. I liked it. It made it a lot more challenging. I've died a couple of times because of overheating. Yeah. And that that it was it was fun, but I'm like it's it wasn't really necessary. I think it was it just be like another way because I, like I said they made it so important because they kept showing it everywhere that you know this is something real cool that you haven't seen so it was it gave a, a flash like a flashy look to it then it actually mm. being a mechanic use because I mean when I did it most of the times um, there's these big group looking enemies that come out uh, they're like in this mechanical suit uh, mm. they might carry like a big bat with spikes on it or something. Uh, I would uh, slide to him, dry kick him while in midair, aim at him, and hit him with one of my powerful guns, and try to destroy him that way. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I went a totally different route. Like, I the only time I used jetpack was just to run if I was I knew I was going to die soon. We're game for point A to point B, or trying to find a high, a place to hide. Yeah, because I did that too. It was, I'm like, I see a big ass robot. I know I'm not going to make it there if I walk. I get jetpack straight to a wall so that we can try to hide. And that's all I did for it. Did you think that they could have been more creative with the slide? Because, like, you like you really don't... Besides the first part where you're sliding under some corridors to get upwards, you really don't do anything like that. Like, it's no platforming. It's, like, no kind of path, sliding path. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think they could have added that in that game? I think they could have added like a little jump kind of thing mechanic for it. You know, it's a jetpack. You're you you're supposed to go and you know do stuff you're not supposed to doing regular wise. So this one, you, in this game, you use jetpack as like you're going for speed. But the way he's, I didn't like the way that they placed the jetpacks on his thighs. Yeah, that was, that was very weird. weird. Spot to put him. I'm like, okay. I understand you're putting a jetpack, but why not his Especially, it looks really weird when he's trying to slide. It looks like he's doing one of those, um, what's it, uh, you know how in concerts, how they do uh, rock slides? Yeah. Like, back in, like, ACDC and, like, Led Zeppelin kind of stuff? Yeah. Where they're ripping on the guitar, and then they just slide, the rock slide, how they do it. I'm like, it looks like he's just doing that the whole time, and it looks really ridiculous. It, and it's... And it was, it, I thought it was just funny. Um, they could have done a whole jump mechanic kind of thing to where you try and go off of a ledge because God knows how many times I've died just by running into a wall and not jumping. Right, there were so many enemies on like the top half and I think because of the way that the level was designed, they didn't allow you to actually go upwards to get on those ledges. And like you said, it would have been cool if that, you know, had a jump feature to let you jump up there and let them mm-hmm. attack. Yeah, it was it was it was really weird. Um, I didn't like it, so yeah, it, it's they could have done so much more with it. Okay, so I put in one of the questions I asked you. Do you think I don't know if you played Mega Man three, but do you think it feels like Mega Man three with the slide? Because they're both look like they. I mean, of course, with Mega Man three, you can't slide. Uh, you get a short distance to slide with. Um, but did you feel like uh, it? They was kind of referencing Mega Man 3 with that slide. Mega Man 3 was, it's kind of like, I guess, I could see where they got that idea from, but it was nothing like it. Because Mega Man 3, you slide and you get up, that's it. It's really quick. This one, you could drag it on, 
and it just seemed that more ridiculous and stupid on how it looked and how because you couldn't even move that much. It was just very slowly left and right. You couldn't do any sharp turns or anything like that, which would have helped a lot. Yeah, if you could have done that. And Mega Man Three is just he's sliding on his you know his whole body. You know he's it's he's doing a baseball slide in Mega Man. 3. Yes, yes. This one he's on his knees. It really it's. It seems like he's trying to do the limbo. It which was, it was weird. Which was also weird because in one of the cutscenes that uh, he's like sliding around and shooting. Yeah. And it's just like, well, he, he's he's sliding like Mega Man would. Yes. And it's weird because I'm just like, okay, you only could slide like in a straight line. You could never slide to the side or anything. You only could go back forward. I mean, go yeah. forward. And if you want to go back, you have to change the camera view to slide to slide back to wherever you was at. Yeah. Um, another uh, gameplay they had was, since we talked about it being a cover-based uh, shooter, um, is that you were able to hop over um, the edges that you was shooting, uh, that you was cover, uh, hiding in. Mm-hmm. And if you press the aim button, you were able to slow down time and, and shoot. So they kind of relied relied on you to use the matrix bullet uh, matrix bullet time uh, uh, gameplay. Why did you think that was for? Like that was happening? Was that like still a big thing to have in shooter games like that? That's a huge huge thing because there's no other way. Ooh, excuse me. There's no other way you could have done it. It's. Shooting the enemies way too fast. You cannot get a good aim on them. The only time you could actually get a good aim and kill them is if they were hiding in, on the wall as well. But while they're moving, there's no way you could have killed them. They were just way too fast. Well, I, I do like the fact that they give you a bigger reticle um, that's red and that you can see. Because um, yeah. I complain a lot about that in the Grand Theft Auto games. It's like definitely from Grand Theft Auto 5 and even a little bit of Max Payne is that you got all these enemies moving around and stuff, but they give you like this small little dot. Like, who's going to see that? Yeah, it's. I like that part. The whole aiming mechanic itself was really good. Okay. Uh, it, it showed red, it showed their health bar, how much they had. It showed, it showed their health bar above the aim. Yes. And it showed your ammo right below it. So you could see both at the same time. And that's what I really liked about it. That was like one of the other things I really liked. And I was like, okay, this is really done good. No no other game shooter does that. In every other game, it's either their health on the top, and then your ammo and your health is like way in the bottom right corner. Yes. So you literally have to like turn your head and look. It's, but this one was really good. Okay, so with the guns, this, this is mostly a uh, cover-based shooter. Um, the guns in the game. Um, one of the mechanics is is that um, if you you were able to upgrade your gun, uh, you didn't have to go to no store, you didn't have to shop for them or nothing like that. Um, if your gun was full of ammo and you uh, were able to see the same gun, if you picked it up, we're um, definitely on PlayStation 3, uh, you hear R2, you would pick it up, um, it would make your gun stronger, and they would show like your gun having army badges, like yeah, like an army the rankings. badge. Yeah, rankings. And uh, when you got it all full, and you can even do that for the grenades too. So with the grenade and the EPM, um, which is a yellow grenade that like shocks the robots and stuff, um, it would like make them. It would take a longer time, and it would like just kind of. Uh, 
hit a lot of more people, the more mm-hmm. it was. Um, what was your gunplay setup? Because I think me and you probably had both had the same gun setup. Yeah, I used a lot of the three same guns. I really didn't switch out because uh, the whole upgrade system. I wanted to upgrade them to the max. So the ones I used were on my right directional pad. It was my assault rifle. Yep, me too. My up was the heavy machine gun. Me too. And then down, the down one is the one I would switch out most often. But I mostly use shotgun. Yep, me too. <laughs> it, was either, it was either shotgun or um, the sniper rifle. I wanted those two to be maxed. And then towards the end, once I maxed those out, I'm like, okay, I'll switch it out. And so I started using the, the disc gun. It was yeah, a little yes. buzzsaw kind of thing. Now, with the disc launcher, did you shoot it a lot, or did you use it as your melee? I used that... I didn't know about the melee until literally my last mission. And I didn't know that it had a different animation for the melee. Well, the, and, and that melee itself was straight from fucking Gears of War. It changed all the person right in half. Yeah. It's like, damn. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you guys gotta stop this. <laughs> well, it, it was weird, um... The, the, there's a melee mechanic also in the game. So if you uh, hit the circle button on uh, PlayStation 3, mm-hmm. um, you would punch him. And that would take your whole uh, energy bar. So your super had to have a cool down period. But if yeah. you use the disc system, uh, you would cut them in half and a disc would fly off. And it would not take it, uh, take away any of your overheat in energy. Yeah, I, that would have been so much more helpful if I knew about that in the very beginning. Um, they have a, they have a rocket launcher. They have an LFE gun, um, which I found. I had no idea what the hell that was. That one was straight point. I think it was a, like a lock on target, and like uh, depending on how I guess how strong you got when you locked on, you could shoot and then like lasers or whatever came out for it. I didn't use it. No, hell no. I used it once, and I I, it, I shot it, and it looked like just like a big uh, electric pulse kind of thing. I'm like, and it was yeah. hella slow. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And so I stopped it. I'm like, I'm never going to use this again. Um, I, I know there is uh, the rocket launcher I didn't use. Um, there was a, the lock... Oh, no, the lock-on one the was lock the on. little laser one. Yeah, the LFE was the big bubble one. It was just like what the heck is this little glob thing? Like, it didn't really do nothing. It, it kind of like, uh, it felt like an air gun. Yeah. You know, to blow them away. So why do you think half of the guns worked and half of them didn't? I, I didn't, I wouldn't say that. I would just say it's just the predicament you're in. So if you're using, uh, like the guns we use, those ones are standard. So those ones you could use anywhere. But yes. like on the lock-on laser, those ones are meant for distance. Know, so that way you can take out multiple enemies at, at once. And so like if you're trying to protect, uh, like at the very end, you're, when you're trying to pro, uh, you do the bombs, you're trying to blow up that one building, and then all of a sudden enemies are coming from behind. So you're way up top, separated from your from your group, and so you got to protect them. Right. And that's, when I, that's when I used the, the, the LF or the lock-on. Uh, the LFE, I, God knows, I have no idea. Uh the sniper rifle, there is a sniper rifle, which was actually very useful in this game. Very good, I, I did, yeah. yeah. Great job, Platinum Games. Because yeah, I yeah. would say this, I don't know about Activision and I don't know about EA, but other games do not get that sniper rifle good at all. Even Borderlands, it takes a while to get to. Like, you kind of got to 
find a good way to use that. But like something about Vanquish was that you got the uh the right the sniper rifle, you got to one shot, you didn't have to hold your breath and balance it. You just was yeah. able to do headshots left and right. Yeah, the sniper rifle was probably one of my favorite ones because it got it so right. It's it you shot, it reloaded really instantly, and you could just shoot again. Yeah, it'd take probably like two seconds to reload. But that's nothing compared to how it is in the other Halo games, like Halo or Call of Duty and Borderlands, you know, to where you shoot, bam, 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 like really yeah. fast, and you gotta wait 10 seconds for it to reload. I'm like, no, I don't want that. I want a steady action to where bam, shoot, reload, bam, shoot, reload, bam, shoot, reload. It, it was really good. It was very useful. There's a part in it, uh, I think it's level three, um, you're, uh, you have to hide from the lights, and so you got a sniper rifle, and you have to shoot all those lights out. Um, what did you, fun. yeah, did you get to the part where, like, it, somehow it noticed you, and the rockets were coming? Um, and I, I didn't know if you had to shoot the rockets, or what. It was just like, uh, this thing is hitting my, uh, like, I couldn't get it, get away from it, you know, with, with full energy. Because I was taking the lights out with ease. But it's just like those little rocket things came. And it was just like, do I slow down time to hit this? Um, or do I, you know, use my sniper to use it? No, I didn't run into that because I was that damn, I was that damn good. <laughs> I okay. didn't see no rockets. <laughs> I, I, I think where you messed up probably is where you got the rockets is when the enemy came by and spotted you. Yeah, because I was hiding, and it was there was like the a thing moving he, around. He's going to spot you no matter what. If you do not kill him, he's going to spot you. Okay, that's probably why. Because I thought because I didn't know if I had to uh, if I had to load a shot on him and hit him because he's like kind of far away, and I'm just like, does this give me time to like even actually hit them? Yeah, no. It, he 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 starts off far away. He comes around to your right. And then you think he's gone, but then he comes back again. And so that's where he spots you. Okay. So what I did was, like, I didn't want to take any tensions. So once I saw him, got my sniper, slowed down, stopped uh, bullet motion, bullet mode, got a good clean shot, zoomed in, and just shot him right there. And I didn't get any rockets at all whatsoever. Did you get an achievement for that, for not being noticed? Yeah, you get an achievement for that one. Okay, then I need to do that on PlayStation 3, because I didn't... I think I, I keep getting noticed. I'm just like, oh, this little thing. Yeah, um, you get the, There's also another achievement to where, um, uh, there's, at the very end, there's like these two flying, uh, Gatling gun guys that you come by at the very end, and you're supposed to shoot them as well, but I yeah. didn't because they weren't going to notice me. If you shoot them, then that's another achievement. Ooh, I'm about to try that. Um, I, uh, we talked about, uh, QTE, uh, which is, uh, quick time events where you press a, uh, button. Um, this one really made it easier. Um, there are points where you fight these mid bosses, um, and, uh, you'll run and jump up and ready to attack them and these bullets come out. So you use the directional pad and, uh, uh, clockwise and counterclockwise. Mm -hmm. And there are times where you're fighting, you have to press the, uh, square button. And most of, and I think on probably on Xbox 360, it's the Y button, I think. Uh, it was the, it was the X button. It was the X button, okay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you press this button and a little clock thing will fill up. Once it's filled mm -hmm. up, um, you know that you passed it. Um, 
I didn't really fail any of them. I don't know if you could even fail them and die. Yeah, no, I don't think you can fail them. But what I did notice is that on regular quick time events, like in every other game, like once you hit it, you reach the max, you can stop pushing it. But this one, you have to keep pushing it, even though you're at the max, because it will drain again. Yes. Yes. I'm like, okay, that's cool. It's a little, little bit of a twist as well. Uh, there. <laughs> did you like the part where you have to unplug the little energy thing to stop the uh, big robot, and it looks like you you about to melt and stuff. Like yeah. it's overheated. It's just like, oh, what the heck? And then you like you kick it, and then he just goes back to being regular. Just like yeah. you should be dead or cancerous or something. Well, he has that armor for a reason. That's why. You know, it overheated. That's why during the whole time she goes, oh, your bite, your armor can't take it. So you're like, fuck it. I'm still gonna do it, and you do it. And um, at the very end, he's like, he just takes takes a smoke break. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's another thing. The cigarettes. What the, were they in the game for? The cigarettes were meant for a distraction. Uh, in the trophies for you and achievements for me, there's a, there's like two achievements to where if you use a cigarette to distract an enemy and then you kill two of them at the same time, that's an achievement. It's meant for like if you're under heavy attack, Yeah. what you do is that you take your, you unmask your helmet, take a cigarette out, light it up, smoke it, and you throw it, and then they start shooting at that. So while they're shooting at that and distracted, you can shoot at them. Oh, wow. I've... It's, like, it's like a little flare. It kind of feels like Metal Gear. It looks like, like a Metal Gear thing. Um, yeah. yeah, like a flare. Um, I've never used it in none of the game, in my gameplays. I used it probably like two or three times. It was helpful. Uh, I just used it just to try to get the achievement. Uh, I couldn't get it because I had no idea how to get the cigarettes. Yeah. Um, what about the part where um, the da- the robots are dancing, like break dancing, and everybody's funny. getting down? That was funny. Did you slow down and kill them all? No, I waited for like five, five or seven minutes just to see if there's anything they're going to do after for an achievement. And I looked at my list. I'm like, nope, there's nothing here, so I'm just going to kill them all. So uh, I just used the rocket launcher and just killed them. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. And the, uh, and the funny thing was that the uh, the uh, the radio that they was dancing to, because the mus was getting down. That was funny. <laughs> I'm just like, these mus are doing so straight here if I'm old school dancing. Uh, yeah. So I can see they did how much fade to there. Uh, I threw an EPM at them and then just started uh, shotgunning them. Like, them being froze, it just, like, was killing them, shotgunning them all. Yeah, and I, I, I was thinking about doing that, but I'm like, no, nah, I'll just put them out of their misery and just... I went at a certain angle, shot them right in the middle of the whole circle, and they all died. Um, what did you think about uh, some of the mid-bosses in the game? And I know the, mid, going... the mid-bosses were cool, but there, there's only, like, three different types. There's the big, giant spider robot. Huh. There's, like, the little scorpion ones and, like, the big uh, tanks. That's all there was. There wasn't really different much. Yeah. I'm like, they they, they, they could have mixed it up more, but I'm like, okay, I guess they just didn't have that much research to build a whole new robot or different ideas with that. Yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about that when we come back. But actually, I want we're going to be talking about why was the game in Reddit for? And we'll talk about that when we come back.
Uh, why did you think the game was M rated? It's just what every game is M rated for: language, violence, strong language, strong violence, and uh, blood and gore. That's all it really was. But there wasn't no, there really wasn't no blood in in the game until the ending. Yeah, it's like when when you get well in the cinematics, that's when they showed the blood. Like if you were injured or like in uh, Burns when you killed him, he was bleeding uh-huh. out of his mouth. He spits out blood, and you know, when you shoot the doctor, when the doctor gets shot at, you know, there's sort of blood. But that's pretty much about it. It wasn't too extreme, but it. I guess the ESRB just considered it, and I would consider it a T. Yes, because you would think that the M-rated, well, because you fight mostly robots, like you don't really fight any humans till the end of the game when Burns, uh, you know, ter- uh, becomes the like a little villain in the game. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? you're shooting, you're shooting the, the soldiers who fought on your side. Which, which it. Which I wonder how many were there in the whole game. Probably about, what, 40? 40 or 50? Uh, I want to say probably like four at the very end, you know, because since Burns kept on sacrificing them. Because, yeah, they kept killing. And I'm just like, what the... Did you see one of them that said S. Mikami on it? No, I didn't see that one. Yeah, they have one of the soldiers under uh, Shinji Mikami's name. That's cool. And, yeah, it it was very weird because some of the soldiers, they do have different names. And it it was just like, are these, like, the programmers and developers? I'm assuming they are because they were just like, none of you play a part in any of this game. Like, I don't even know if they were even shooting or hitting any of the robots. I just think it was just like, oh, they're here just have a gun. Like, I don't even think Burns killed anybody, like, to help you, really. No, they're all lousy shots, dude. You had to kill everybody. I think there's like probably like once to where once I turned around, I knew I was going to die, but then one of the soldiers killed him. I'm like, okay, that's like the only... They're like stormtroopers. It's a horse. Oh, goodness. Um, besides the cussing, um, spoiler alert for ending, um, because I mean, it's, it's not really partial to the ending, but I'm like, it's part of it. Um... The president kills herself, and uh, the way that she does it, she puts a gun to her head, and the uh, it looks like the camera moves real quick, so you don't see like the brains or anything. But blood splatters on the screen, and then you just see her laying with a, a whole bunch of pool. And she kind of looks like Hillary Clinton. Um, That's what I put in my notes. I'm like, she looks exactly like Hillary Clinton. So it, it was kind of weird. I was just like, why would they go that route? And because even with the description that I was talking about with the story, is that it seemed that she and um, uh, the Russian guy kind of had a deal. Yeah. So and it was just like, were they trying to make money off the off this war? Uh, it's, Victor. It seemed like it, but the very the ending was very. I gotta hate the ending. It was so anticlimactic. You know, you went through all this trouble and nothing happens at the end. See, the president is like, oh my God, I'm never going to be president ever again. My term's going to be over and I don't know what I'm going to do. So she just shoots herself. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Just because you're done being president, you're going to kill yourself? And she even had a meeting. That was a weird thing. I'm like, what's this meeting for? Yeah, it was... God, it was so stupid. And the whole... 
the twist ending at the end where you're shooting the two robots that you think is the bad guy, but it's not really. They're just drones, and then uh, it seems like he was somewhere. He was in space the whole time in a different ship, and he's talking to this mysterious voice saying it's on the plan two or phase two. Yeah. I'm like, and he's like, okay. Gives a salute, and that's it. I'm like, were they... Obviously, they were planning for a sequel. But, of course, and... this is Sega. They're... Uh, which I think well we'll talk about that at the end of the at the end of the show um the dialogue is laughable or did you think it's fitting because of the rating like how was the dialogue in the game dialogue was funny I was laughing every time they were talking and especially the thing that really annoyed me was the voice acting I, I like Steve Bloom yeah he's a good voice actor um but I can only stand him playing as one voice he was three different voices in this whole game, and they all sound very similar. He was Sam, which is like his regular voice. Yes. He was Burns, which was just his voice, just deeper. And I think he was like one of the regular soldiers. But and the Burns is played. Tell it was him because he has that raspy, you know, he has that, oh, I'm going to kill all these people. He has a very raspy voice, and you know it's him. He, he does the same voice for every game he's in. He does no, Wolverine, I, he does fucking Gears of War, he does all these games, like, all these manly action games. And it's the same fucking voice. I'm like, I like him, but I don't want him talking to himself in a game with the same fucking voice. Well, they said versus by Gideon Emery. Bullshit. I call, I call, I so much call bullshit. It, it, if, if it was a different person... They could have fooled me because it looks it sounds exactly the same. Yeah, it's it. Uh, Gideon Emery is an English jazz musician, actor, and voice actor known for his stage work in South Africa for providing voices in video games. Yeah, he played as uh, he plays as uh, Burns in the game. Yeah, it, I want people who are listening to this and just to go to YouTube, find a clip of them two talking to each other, and. You could easily tell for yourself. Okay, these are the same people. It's the same voice actor. I like I like the part where uh, they're fighting and uh, um, Sam dips down and uh, Burns cut the little cigarette off and he comes yeah. up. He's like, "What you do that for? There's no smoking on my ship." Yeah, I'm like, really? You just fucking killed hella people and your gun is smoking. <laughs> There's literally smoke coming out of your gun, which is a lot more toxic. That's so funny. I was just like, wait, what? Yeah. I'm like, that was obviously, they tried to play off of this joke, but I'm like, no, that's a fucking horrible joke, man. It was dumb. I know the actor who did Victor, he was really good. You know, he's very, uh, and the the woman who was like your navigator, she was helping you guys, like the observer. She was good, too. But at the end, she's like, Sam! Yeah, that was a whole Metal Gear kind of sucks, uh, like, little scene. She's like, Sam, Sam, Sam! Just trying to figure out, okay, what happened if he's dead, stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, oh, he's on the ship. Don't worry about me. It's not that hard to kill me. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, no, my thing... Anybody can see the ending happening. My thing... fucking thing. My thing was, was she in space too? Or like, like they never showed where she was actually at until like the end, where she herself yeah. came in. She was on this ship. I didn't even know the whole place was taking place in space. 
Me it, neither. I, that's what I was I wondering. We were on Earth the whole time until they showed the spaceship, like at the end of what, chapter four? Yeah. I'm like, I had no idea. Because, were... because I'm like, okay, you devastated um, Earth. You did San Francisco. Yeah. But you start the you start like the mission in like a, I guess a spaceship or some kind of army base. Yeah. And then you go on from there, and you look around, just be like, none of the locales even match. Like it was going from place to place, but it's just like, is are these cities? Are these empty towns? Because like there was like like areas in you know that were like upside down and on the side. And it was just like, how is gravity working in here? This is like all kinds of weirdness. Yeah, I didn't notice that until, like, when we are on the whole uh, little light rail uh, stage. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm seeing outside. I see the sunlight. I see clouds. I assume that we're on Earth. And then all of a sudden, you see, like, the whole world curving in a circle. I'm like, okay, now we're somewhere else. I thought we were on Earth the whole time until they showed that scene. I'm like, Really? You could not explain that. The whole point was that Earth got attacked. San Francisco got attacked. Why the fuck are you in space then? Because there's really no part... There's really no place where... Uh, in, in the game, like... Uh, it really doesn't tell you where, you where you're at because everything is connected. Like, you don't get in another ship and fly off the planet. You don't even get into, like... A elevator that takes you to a, like another place. You just go from like uh, you just travel place to place, and it's just like like every corridor is locked. Yeah. So it's just like, are you at a are you at a a, a station an enemy base and you taking it over and then there's like a planet within that enemy space. It, it, you know, it's it's it was very weird. This joints it to me. Yeah, it was very odd that they didn't explain any of that. Okay. Uh, do you think Sam Gideon and <laughs> Lieutenant uh, Burns love and hate relationship work for the characters, like their personalities? No, God no. It was it was it was just awkward throughout the whole time. It's like you have the hero yeah. Sam, and then you have uh, the soldier who just rule who just follows the rules and the mission. And I'm like he's kind of a dick, and you want him to die. The whole time. Even when he's on your side, you're like, okay, no. Kill this motherfucker. Well, do you think their outfits represent who they are? Because Sam is in, like, the white uh, 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 blade suit or the white art suit. And um, Burns is, like, in the military green, like, dark suit. So it's like, um, Sam is the yang and Burns, Burns is the yang of the group. It did seem like that, you know, the whole the armor. I I didn't even notice that until you pointed it out right now. To where Sam is like the white knight and, you know, uh, Burns is, you know, the dark evil person who's the bad guy who's wearing all black, you know, who looks like he's a war veteran. And so it was, it, it was predictable. Did you find it weird that the president was saying Sam to do this mission to have Burns kill him? Like, why? Why even get uh, Sam involved? Like, just have Burns do the mission. Yeah, that didn't make that made no sense to me either. It was because like DARPA wasn't part of the military. DARPA was just like 
the FBI. Yeah. To where they have no jurisdiction, they cannot control them. So I guess DARPA wanted to figure out for themselves, hey, what's going on and what they're going to do. And so the military was obviously behind all this. So they're like, okay, we'll play along until he dies. If he doesn't die on his own, then you killed him. Did you find it very comical when they how they killed the doctor? So you know they they meet up with him and Sam is talking and then it slow down and there's a bullet come and hit and, and hits the doctor and then the doctor get like shot up like rapping like eight eight thousand times. You're just like wait that didn't make no sense. That that didn't connect right. Just like yeah. how do you get one like one bullet shot? Because I know you want to be expressive and have it cinematic and then you start blowing them up like keep. Like you blowing up some barrels with a machine gun. This is like, what? The, wait, that didn't make no kind of sense. I found it funny because it, at first, like you said, it was one bullet. It looked like a sniper rifle bullet, and went straight for his heart. And yeah. Instantly, he's getting shot up with a machine gun turret. But the funny thing is that one, Sam was right in front of him. So why didn't he get shot? And he didn't even move. Two. It was Burns who killed him with his big-ass fucking arms and machine gun, which everybody saw was coming. But with the sniper rifle bullet, I thought, okay, it was either going to be Victor or an assassin, like one of those robotic assassins. Right, that's what I thought it should have been. It should have been, been one of those. Uh, do you think it would have been better killing other humans or, you know, that's too generic because it would be Russian enemies? Which would make it super generic, because that's always that's in a third-person shooter. It was just a generic. It was like, you couldn't really do much. It, it seemed like they had no original idea on this. I was surprised that they had a lot of... The Russians had a lot of money to build all these robots to do, like, like a factory. I'm just like, why not... Instead of, like, destroying San Francisco, why not just throw out all these robots into San Francisco to take over? Yeah, like I said, the this, this story does not make sense. It's stupid. <laughs> it's, it's I don't know. It's it's completely weird. But but I guess it's, it's I guess that's what makes it more such a video game. You know, it's not really focusing on uh, telling this serious story because hey, you're doing all this crazy stuff in the first place. You know, it just felt like a complete video game. Not not. I don't want to say a popcorn kind of video game, but it just felt like a video game you could just hop in and have fun with. Yeah, it, it was one of those games, yeah. If you have, like, an hour or two to kill, play this game, um, it was it was fun because it was still challenging. And that's what I liked about it. You know, it was easy at points, but then once you got to, like, the boss levels and, you know, and you saw their health, you're like, okay, this is going to take some time to kill. So that, that's where the challenging point was. But once you know where everything was... It went by fast. Okay. So when we come back, I did mention earlier about um, how the game feels like Mega Man 3. And we're going to talk about a little bit of the comparisons when we come right back.
something. Mega Man 3 comparisons. Uh, besides the slides, I think the mid-bosses were worthless. I, I feel like they didn't really serve no kind of point. Like, I think they just feel like regular enemies and they just needed to be in the game. What do you think? Uh, I thought the, the mid-bosses were fun. It was it was something to keep you still into the game. Because if you're just killing the same, you know, robots, like little minion robots, uh-huh. you're going to get bored really quickly. And then all of a sudden, a mid-boss shows up, and you're like, okay, I gotta pay attention, I gotta step it up again. But It was, it was just something to keep you interested in. Did you find it weird that they had, um, like, uh, they had the uh, the mechanical mid-bosses, like, for about the first part of the game. And then when it gets to, like, the midpoint, you have, like, the centipede with the little eye. Mm-hmm. The red eye. And then at the end, you fight, like, the invisible man, like, twice. Yeah. You know, do you find, like, they should have switched it up? Because I kind of wish they would have did, like, the invisible man uh, a little bit more. Yeah, the it, it should have been more like that. I agree with you. There should have been a little bit more challenging, you know, invisible. Well, not strictly invisible people, but more uh, creative uh, bosses. Because once you got the patterns of the bosses they kept on using over and over and over again, right? You knew where to kill them. You knew what time, when to shoot them, and it just got boring really quickly. Like the most challenging one I had trouble with was the, um, it was that little red eye robot, to where he yes. ja- he gathered up all the spare parts and all the junks from the other robots and created one big robot. Yes, and he just kept on morphing and he was really fast and he shoots you and he grabs you. That's probably like the most challenging boss I had trouble with. Because, yeah, if he grabs you, it's like almost inst- instant death. Yeah, it is instant death. And that's oh, why okay. like, I kept on using the slow motion. Because once I see him open his hand, uh-huh. I'm like, okay, slow motion. I got to tuck and roll to get the hell out of there really quickly, out of his way. Because I know once he grabs me, I'm dead. I know. I did kind of did that the first time. But if you slide and drop kick him, he, uh, his uh, pieces explode and fall. So you can you can slow down time while you're about to come down and start hitting the eye. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I I found I was trying different stuff and I found if he still grabs you, you still dead. Yeah. Um. But I I did that once and then surprisingly I was able to do it again. I think there was when I played on easy, uh, and I beat him within like twi- no, I beat him within like. 15 seconds. Yeah, no, I, 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 the first time I, tra- I had trouble with him, I died like three times just to figure out his pattern, and then like the other three times I fought him after, like throughout the whole game. I'm like, okay, I know what to do. I slow down once he started shooting the lasers, and then just shoot him in that fucking eye once he's all by himself. It was, it was weird how they introduced him. Like, he's crawling around, looking around, and then he throws out the lasers. Yeah. And then it goes on, and it's just like, I know you can't be killed or anything. But then you get into the next room, and it's just like, little pieces start dropping. I'm like, uh-oh, this is... I, at first, I thought it was a Legend of Zelda moment where I would have to look up, and there go the boss right there, and then it start fighting. No, they start dropping the pieces, and I start fighting. You start fighting. Yeah, it, it seemed like that. Like, it was, uh, was it Gora? Gamra? Yeah. That, that boss in, like, almost every single Zelda game. To where it's like a spider, he crawls up around the roof and ceiling, and then he drops down. It's for that. That's what I thought it was gonna be, but no, it was very different. 
Um, there's certain hit points to defeat the bigger enemies. And definitely like in Mega Man 3, um, you have the one robot who has the uh, the little ball. He'll swing around and throw it. So you mm-hmm. got to kind of time it and hit him in where his red eyes are at. Um, some of the, some of the uh, bosses, not some of the bosses, some of the enemies, like the big grunt ones, um, they only could be hit in the head. Uh, there's a um, there's a truck that comes out in like this big tank thing that shoots it, and in order to destroy the whole thing, you kind of got to get in the back of it. But sometimes they have enemies, and the thing follows you. Yeah. Um, there are some big enemies in there who like if they release this powerful being, if it hits you, it could kill you, or it could uh. Or it can make you overheat, depending on what level that you uh, was playing. Mm-hmm. Um, were there any ones that you just that got a, that annoyed with you because it was just certain hit points you had to hit them at? The one that I got annoyed with was like his hit, his hit box was on the back of like his neck, and or his like his upper his upper shoulders. Yeah, and it's like you cannot hit it because he's always moving around, and it's such a hard place to hit it. I, he had like chainsaws, or, like he had like, one chainsaw and like one drill as as a hand. As yeah, I'm yeah. like he was the most difficult one because he took forever. Um, the one that took forever for me was uh, it was it was like almost two of them. Um, so you're like you're. I think it's like the fourth. No, yeah, I think it's about the fourth level. Um, and it gets to the point. It's like right after uh, you make the water explode. After you fight the uh, big mechanical thing, there's a little part of it that you go through and you fight like two of the big grunts with the uh, big wooden things. And you have to try to hit them like in the back. Um, Because if you slow down time, you have to worry about the other one coming. I'm just like, are you serious? And there's like no kind of cover in it. And like their head, like you can hit them in the head, but that was like their only hit point. But they kept moving. Yeah. You you had to use certain guns. Like you didn't have to, but you had to use certain guns, obviously, to make it easier for you to kill them. Like when I upgraded the assault rifle, it was the best gun I had. It would instantly drain and kill them quickly. Yeah. But like the the heavy arm, like the heavy machine gun, wouldn't do damage because yeah, it was powerful, but it was still slow. Slow. Yeah. And it's it's like using certain guns with certain uh, bosses, like in how you are in Mega Man. You know, the different, if you use a certain weapon, different power, obviously their, their life's going to drain faster. It's not. Dr. Riley and Victor Zatsev aren't threatening to say the least. And they remove themselves from the game until the end. Why? Why do Why do they do that in Mega Man? And why do you think they did it in this game? Because they're a bunch of pussies, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and I can understand Mega Man, you know, you only see Riley... Pretty much without pressing start, uh, like once you press start, you only see him when you're about to go to his castle, and then you see him at the end. Yeah. Um, Victor, you see him at the beginning um, when he talks to the president, um, and then like the end part, like you only oh, and you fight him in the first section, yeah, in the oh, uh, like the fourth fourth part of the first level. Yeah, it was just. It was just well, the first part. It was just like just to tease you how he is, and at the very end, he it wasn't really that much to 
changed. He used the same thing, so you knew kind of knew what he was doing. Uh-huh. But the the only stake that they added was that you fought two of him. You know, one was blue, one was red. And once you killed one, he would say, "Oh, that's the wrong one. It wasn't me." And so you killed the second one, and it wasn't him at all. He was just toying with you. Ugh, I hate that. Um, uh, do you feel like the game was challenging? Because I didn't find the game challenging at all. It was challenging at some points. It's like I said, uh, when it just threw me off with the whole bosses. The mid-bosses, that's all it really was. Did you think if you uh, you get a run for your money on a harder difficulty? I think I would. Uh, if, if you played on hard or god mode, uh, it would have been a lot more challenging. But I just played on regular. You know, I, I tried to do it hard, but I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to finish this game in time for this for this podcast. So I'm like, I just put it back in normal, breeze through it, enemies were easy, like I said. It's, it's just... If you had time, yeah, go ahead and play on it. If you want that challenge, go ahead and play it in hard and god mode. Because I feel like your health would drain a lot quicker. And your overheating would last a lot longer if it was on hard or god mode. Uh, do you have any favorite level in the game? Uh, for me, my favorite level is always like the sniping ones. So on that spotlight one, we had to take uh-huh. them out. And um, when you're protecting your base, when you're trying to stall until the elevator comes, like, it's like chapter four, I think it is, then chapter four, when you're in like this, yeah. like, this little safari zone, and you, you gotta wait for the elevator to come down to pick you up, and you're just stalling. So that was, it's just like, just defending yourself, instead of just going out and killing everybody. I think mine would have to be um, the part where um, you're just in the big mechanical thing, and you're just trying to take them down. Yes, that little light around the circle that cuts on. If you don't make it in time, it kills you. I kind of yeah. hate that, but I kind of like that little section. Because um, I think, you know, ripping this big thing off <laughs> was so cool. Um, There is... Uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> I can hear that in the background. I know. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, there is a part where you kind of like have to drill into the system. So you're playing like... Uh, I think your person, uh, you're rotating the controller and you're like turning to this little drill. I think it would have been cool if they did more stuff of that. Yeah. Once I saw that, I'm like, why can't he just do this more? Like this obviously... Killed the robot a lot quicker than just shooting at it. It really feels weird that the, um, that the cinematic stuff that that Sam could do with his suit was better than the actual stuff that you can do in the game. It was. It was the cinematic showed a lot more stuff that you can even use in in the actual gameplay, which I thought was weird. I'm like, at the very end. Uh, like when you're about to face the boss, like the main victor. Yeah. You're falling off a ledge, and he can't go anywhere because he has no jetpack on his back, or he can't fly. Right. So he uses his thigh jetpacks, like he does the slide, to give him a boost and shoot him towards a ledge. I'm like, why the fuck can't he just do that then? Even that was weird, because I'm just like, is he going up, or did he fall into, like, one part and then land on this big little cinder thing? Because it it, it was just very weird on that part. Yeah, it was just like, if that happened in real time, that wouldn't happen. Because while he's falling, he's seen a ledge that he could grab onto. So he magically, like, 
uh, turns his body to face it, and he uses the jetpacks to boost him towards it. Like, instead of going down, he went right. I'm like, that would never fucking happen in real life. Right. So, we got one more section, and then we're going to end the show. So, we will be right back. insane part of this game like your like automatic insane thing um the craziest thing I saw and I thought it was good oh, well that's a good question uh there wasn't really much that's the thing <laughs> there was everything was very predictable it was funny it was it was ironic it was like the only cool thing I thought was how the armor was, how the armor looked, and how it it it, uh, it just worked. Yes, that was the only cool thing I thought. I'm like, okay, even the even his armor looked ridiculous, but it was still pretty cool because he has a normal person's face, right? So his mask looks like um, something like the Rocketeer would wear. I don't know. I don't know if you remember that old Disney movie. I've heard of it. I still have not seen it to this day. Okay, well, just imagine, like, uh, it's it's a a mask that has no eyes on it. And all it does is it has, like, a mouth. Yes. So, in his eyes would go... Okay, so it's kind of hard to explain. Uh, His face was blank, right? The mask was blank? Yes. There's no eyes like that. So I'm like, well, how the fuck can you see if there's no eyes? There's no holes. Yeah, that was very, very weird. Like, his, his face would go halfway on how big that his actual helmet and his mask was. The eyes of the mask were way above, like, on his head for him. I thought it was just funny. Yeah, I I really thought that was just, just like, why not, why not even make it clear? Yeah. Like, who's gonna, like, you barely gonna see him because you sliding around everywhere. I know my, my completely insane part of this whole game, it just has to be the intro. Because it's just like, like, the okay, so this beam comes down, it kills all these people, makes this devastation, and then the folks are walking around still in the city, um, like they just only been like injured on their arms and 
walking a little slowly. Then there's like firefighters around. Just like, did this flood destroy San Francisco? Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, I thought that was funny too, because like everything's getting destroyed. And once the chaos is over, it's perfectly fine firefighters and people just walking around like nothing happened. Right, like how did a firefighter survive? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like I said, it's platinum. They they do weird stuff. Look at look at Bayonetta. Oh, I love Bayonetta too. <laughs> I didn't say Bayonetta. I said Bayonetta too. Um, uh, do you think this game defied platinum games? And is this something Sega should have greenlighted to do a sequel to? I think they would. They could have done a sequel the way they ended it. They could have done so much more. But obviously, it's Sega. I I would not consider this a platinum game. I would consider this a Sega game. Because it was a flop. It was a good game, very underrated, but it just flopped. There was no marketing at all whatsoever. Yes. Like, the only reason why I knew about this game was because at the time I worked at GameStop and the artwork looked cool. And it was on sale for like 10 bucks at the time. So I bought it, played it, beat it, thought it was okay, worth $10, not worth anything over 20 bucks is, is not worth it. Why? Why do you think they didn't uh, really advertise this game? It's Sega, dude. They have no money for advertising. Ooh. They're bombing left and right. Wow. <laughs> do you think this? Uh, do you think uh, this should have been exclusive that Nintendo should have also got wrapped when they did Bayonetta two? No, this would have been too extreme for Bay- for Nintendo. Really? Yeah, like Bayonetta. You really can't like. The mature games that Nintendo does is very rare, yes. but they're good. They're really good games. Look at uh, uh, look at uh, Silent Hills on the Shattered Memories. That was a good one. That was mature rated. Look at Mad World. That was very artistic. Steve Bloom did the voice for that, that, that fucking guy. It was very good. It was black and white. Very, very gory, but it was comical. Right. It wasn't realistic. It looked like a comic book. It was just plain red. Um, no more heroes. It was mature rated. A lot of blood. A lot of gore. Not gore, but just like a lot of blood. But it was all—it's all very comical. It's funny. Yeah. Ironic. But this one, they would—they couldn't do it because it was too realistic. Even though it was with more robots. Than yeah. Even, even if it was robots, like Nintendo's main policy is make it friendly, make it family friendly. This one, it, it it was not very. It was hell no, it's not family friendly. But I think that's only because of the dialogue. It doesn't matter. It's it's. It, oh, it's, definitely the ending. Yeah, the ending wouldn't wouldn't work at all. Yeah, no. Those it's at the end. You literally massacre everybody in the very beginning. San Francisco's dead. Do you think uh, if they did decide, let's say you know they did bring it to Wii U. Do you think they could have implemented something really nice with the gamepad, like added extra features to uh, sell suit? I think they could have. They could have done obviously like the regular standard stuff. You know, putting your inventory, your guns and weapons on the D-pad, on the on the gamepad itself. But they could have done all stuff. They could have done scanners. They could have done retinal scans. They could have done uh, like in the underground mission. They could have yeah. done to where like a night vision kind of thing. So we actually got to point the thing, like the gamepad, at the TV and look around. Like how you would do in Zombie U. Oh, yeah. More, yeah. more, if they were done a little bit more stealth missions, 
like, oh, and the sniping one. The sniping one would have been perfect for it. Oh, of course. So now, that, they could have done so much more stuff with it. Now, what would you rate this game? Would, uh, like, if you have to... Uh, do you like grades or numbers? Like, uh... I, I, for me, everybody... Well, like, me and my friend, Phil, uh, we call him Big Phil, we were actually going to start our own little podcast and reviewing and actually our own uh, game that we wanted to do. But obviously, we didn't have the money or anything like that for it. And so we were going to call it um, uh, Gamers Getting Old. And so we were going to start our own little review thing to where we came up with ideas to where it's like everybody does grades and numbers. Yes. We, we wanted to be different. So we were grading to where how much is it worth? How much is it worth, or would you buy it, rent it, or just borrow it? Something different. Ooh, I would love something, that. Something realistic. Do it. Do it. You have Google yeah. Hangouts. Do it. We, we, we still have, we still talk every now and then. We still do talk about it, and so we just do it as a more regular chat. You know, we're all, we have these big conversations. It's just that we keep on forgetting to record them. And so, like, for this one, for me and him, uh, me, I would have said, like my grading would be no more than no more than twenty dollars. Don't pay if you see it over twenty dollars. Do not get it. Yeah, twenty dollars or less, buy it. I, that I agree. That's how that's how we would grade it. Like, how much is it worth? Then pretty much that's how I brought brought. Like I said earlier, that I brought it. I brought it at twenty dollars. Yeah, like it's like reviewers nowadays they give it you no know, numbers and grades to like okay. Yeah, I, I, I could see it, but you're really not saying, should I get it or not? Right. They're just saying, oh, it's this good, it's this bad. Well, then tell me if I should get it or not. If it's, is it is it worth it or not? Like, Kotaku does their own grading thing to where uh, they do a grade and to where if you should um, get it now or wait or rent it. That's, that's their, which is different, which I like, which is where we came up with our idea of, like, how much would you pay? Right. That's why. For me, no more than $20. Oh, I want you to do the podcast with them. I will watch <laughs> that. I will, because I, I would love people to discuss, you know, more about reviews and, like, which, which how much would you spend on it? Like, yeah. uh, it's, it's more realistic podcast and more realistic setting to where people would do yes. you know everybody does corporate numbers and letters and we're like no just we're regular people we're the consumer we're customers this is how we would tell people how to buy our stuff like when to buy our stuff because we were GameStop managers we this is everybody loved coming to our store because we were down to earth we were not all about numbers or anything like that we would tell people hey if customer came and buy buy like a brand new game obviously we would know about it first because we gotta know our stuff and so they asked you know how's the game everybody so everybody else would say oh it's a good game from what I've been hearing that's what everybody would say and so for us we would be like no dude that game sucks don't buy it or wait till it goes on sale and it's then okay. it didn't give the reasons like, yeah and then we would tell them and they're like well why what's wrong with it I'm like well what's this 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 and this and they would, they would listen to us. That's why a lot of people loved our our store. Our store, when we used to run it, it was um, it was on the news three times. Just our store because 
what we did was when Halo Reach came out, yes. we did a midnight launch, and corporate said, oh, just do the regular standard midnight launch. Have prizes, have like a few little gimpy prizes to give away to people in line. And we're like, well, no, this is a big game. We're going to do more. And so we fought it. And so it took us about like a month or so until they gave us approval. We're saying, yay, okay, we'll give you a little bit more money to spend on it. And so what we did is that we took the money out of our own pockets and we gave the customers what they wanted. So we had, for Halo Reach, we we had um, a couple of army guys come in with the H2 Hummer and you could play the game while you're waiting in line in the back of the H2 Hummer with surround sound. Wow. We ordered uh, a projector guy, a projector, a big-ass projector TV. I want to say as big as a house. It was a big projector. We had it out in the parking lot, and we were doing a quiz for everybody while they're waiting in line. And we were giving out prizes. We were giving out... I gave out my personal DVD collection of Red vs. Blue to the first place winner. Nice. Yeah, we gave out uh, Halo Reach collector's editions. We gave out games. We gave out goodies, t-shirts. We gave out everything. That's how we did our, our, our store. And a lot of people loved it. And so they trust us. And so that's why... When people ask for our opinions, saying, oh, well, how's the game? Oh, it's this good or it's this bad. They would listen to us. That's why we go on the realistic reviews. And it's just like, the game sucks. game's bad. (laughs) I mean, mean, as long as you provide some context to it on why it's bad, like, you just don't say it. Just be like, well, these are the reasons. Like, if you think that you're going to get a new experience, don't. Because it does... Because this game does it, this game does it, and these games do it better than the than the game that you're buying. So, yeah. I, I I tell most people, even at my job, I tell most people, I'm just like, wait for it to go on sale. Um, the reviews are not out yet. Uh, if you still are interested, look at it on YouTube first before you mm-hmm. buy it. Because yeah. I'm just like, there are great games, there's a lot of great games that's out there, but sometimes those great games could lose interest real quick. Yeah, and that's what, that's one of the things we told people. They would ask us, you know, uh, would, would you guys play it? And we'd be like, yeah, we would play it, but we would wait until uh, it's either on sale or you have nothing to do. Like, uh, for example, uh, Mirror's Edge. Mirror's Edge was a perfect example for me. Yeah. Because uh, uh, it was a new IP. Nobody knew about it. All they knew was just parkour. And so when customers would come up, they'd say, well, what's the game about? I go, well... Uh, it's about this, you know, you're running your your uh, organization, you're just delivering packages, stuff like that. It sounds kind of corny, but it's actually a really good game. They're like, why is it so good? I'm like, well, it's because like, you're seeing everything from first person. That's one of the cool things about it. And they're like, well, you see everything, like first person shooters and everything in first person. I'm like, well, no, this is another step above. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, let's say when you're in Call of Duty, when you crouch or when you're uh, behind a wall, you're still seeing from their point of view, but like you're still seeing where the enemies are. Yes. The camera is pointed at one direction no matter what. If you're in Mirror's Edge, you're actually put your back against the wall and you're facing the other direction and you gotta look around. When you're tuck and roll, you're literally seeing your view tuck and roll. You see your body rolling around. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, it is true. When you're uh, sliding under a duck vent, you see the duck vent go over your head because that's where your head would be. It would be looking up. And 
so many people bought it because of that. And they they liked our reviews and they trusted us. And so that's why I'm like, when you ask me, you know, what would you grade it or how would you do it? I'm like, I don't know. I don't do that kind of stuff. I do realistic kind of stuff. I mean, well, well that's good. You know, and I and I said and I like that because it's different. You know, just being straight real. And yeah. I, I guess I owe, I ask you why to review it or give it a grade. It's just like when people hear this, I wonder are uh, would they go back and pick it up because they missed it out. And this is it's real cheap now, and will it like spark interest for a lot of people? Be like, yeah, that was a kind of a cool game. Um, you know, I what he said was buy it for twenty dollars. Yeah, I'll pick it up for yeah. twenty dollars because because it was very weird because when it was it was very it came to a point where it was very hard to find Vanquish, and mm-hmm. people and that's when people started asking about the game like years after it came out and it was just like that's very weird you know people kind of forgot about this game and. Um, like you talked to earlier, like it didn't get no marketing, it didn't get, get no press. But like people sometimes, I, I guess that happens with a lot of games that you pay no attention when it comes out and then later down on the line, when it's hard to find, people start asking about it. Yeah, it's 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 one of those games where it didn't get marketed good enough, and so that's why they didn't make any big copies because they weren't expecting much at all. You know, people would say corporate would say, "Oh, you can't find it because it's selling out everywhere." You know, it's that good. Realistically, no, it wasn't that good because you guys didn't produce enough and you had no faith in it. Yeah. That, I, yeah. Because I wouldn't have bought this game at $60. I admit, I would not have bought this game at $60. $24.99, yes, I would. $25, yeah, I mean, well, if it, if it came, if it had just first came out. Yeah. It's, right now, I just looked online on my phone. Vanquish is still 60 bucks on Amazon. Are you serious? I'm being dead serious. It's still sixty bucks on Amazon, but on GameStop and like GameFly and like every other place, it's ten bucks. So, if you listen to this, you want to know about it. It's a very underrated game, very hidden. Buy it for ten bucks. It's really, it's worth ten bucks. Yeah. It's a popcorn. It's a popcorn game. You can easily beat it within a day. I beat it with um, I beat it in five hours, forty five minutes, and fifty five seconds. Yeah. And I died a lot. I was taking my sweet ass time with that. And you can probably beat it quicker if you play it on the easy. So it's probably like four hours on easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can be- easy beat within a day. Do I mean, it, buy it, return it. And there you go. Yeah, I mean because it's not even it's not even long enough. Um, even or even if it's just if you replay the game, it's just not long. It's not enough content on there. But you know, get it at a real cheap price. Yeah. Well, thank you, Anthony, uh, for coming on the show. Uh, cannot wait for you to come back. Uh, like I said, we are doing a... Uh, I want to consider it as a crossover, but it might not be. Um, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me literally uh, everything. Uh, same same name, Gamey After Hour. Um, Gamey After Hour on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. I just use my name, Anthony Cantu. Uh, I'm on Periscope. What else am I? I have a Twitch, but I really don't use it. So I just follow other people. Same here. I gotta get my setup so I can start twitching. Um, I I did I never talked uh, about PSN. that. I'm the Gaming After Hour. Uh, Xbox. I'm Gaming After Hour. It's, it's the same thing everywhere. 
Yeah, I don't think I actually told told you about that. Uh, when I get my uh, streaming equipment, that um, I want to do a show where uh, I take three games and you and I teach people on how to play them, like how to play stuff in that genre. That's good. So, uh, and uh, it, it had kind of like, well, it's not the regular, oh, you press B button to jump. No, it's just like, kind of be like, this is kind of how you play a Mega Man game to understand why people love it, why we say it's the yin and yang. Um, and then, like, kind of showing why we argue between Mega Man 2 and Mega Man 3 is one of the mm-hmm. best games between each other, depending on who you speak to. Yeah. Um, um, what I like to do is just, I like to play just like, a lot of underrated games that didn't get popular, but they're still really good. Um, there's this one game I always have people to play it, which nobody ever heard of. It's called uh, Eat Lead: The Return of Matt Hazard. I don't know. I if- heard of it, and I can. I, I, everybody said that game is so fun. It is so much fun. It's a third-person shooter. It's it's uh, very ironic and it's so fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, I heard it was funny. It's funny. It's very funny because. The whole point of it is to where he knows he's a video game character. Yes. And the last game... I'll give you a really quick uh, story about it. There's this guy named Matt Hazard. He's an old video game character. He hasn't been played since like the NES ages. And so he wants to make a comeback. So uh, they make a game for him to participate in. It's all 3D. It's all extreme. It's all shooter. It's a third-person shooter game. It, yes. it feels like Gears of War. But... Um, the only way you could get your name out there, and he could get his name out there, is by killing other, you know, big names, uh, video game characters. So, but <laughs> obviously it's not licensed. So, you see a Mario, you see a Mario character there. You see a Master Chief character there. You see a Final Fantasy. You see, there's a Final Fantasy character in there. It's and it looks so much like Final Fantasy game, because it has when you're shooting at him and you're fighting him. You see all the L- RPG elements. You see his health bar. You see his skill. <laughs> you see how much damage he does. When he's shooting you, you see how much damage it takes from you. The numbers. Oh, that's like so 500 funny. damage away from you. It's, it, it's so funny, and it knows itself. And that's why I tell people, it's dirt cheap now. It's so fun. Play it. I almost got uh, I almost got a 1,000 achievements on it because I wanted to play it so many times. Do you still have it? I don't. I want. I've been wanting to play it again. I can't find it anywhere anymore. Oh, I, I'll look for. I have to look for a copy. If I find the 360, um, I'll pick one up. Cause I'm actually going uh, video game shopping this weekend to get GTA Five. Uh, uh, there's the one thing I find funny was that it's there's no multiplayer in this. Oh, it's thank goodness! Player. But there's multiplayer achievements. There's one to where it says multiplayer. And the name of it is called multiplayer. What's that? And all you gotta do is just push start because there's no multiplayer, so you just automatically get the achievement. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's kind of one of those fun, ironic ones. It's there, all the achievements are funny, and it says like multiplayers for pussies, and you go to like the options and you try to multiplayer, but nothing happens, and so you just get back out. Yeah, I, I'm gonna look for that game. If I find it for 360, I'll get I'll get you a copy and mail it to you. Cause I now want to play that. I heard about it. I heard that it was it's really funny, um, but I just didn't. I, it just left my mind. So you're not the only. So don't feel bad. You're not the only one. But I do want to play it. It's it's oh my god on GameStop. It's a dollar. 
Oh. It's a dollar game. Oh, oh yeah. I'm going to look for it. I'll get you a copy. Um, let me see. It, it got a 3 out of 5 rating. Yeah, it really got good ratings when it came out. Everybody was just like, it, it, I mean, it got like 7s and 8s. Um, they said it's just, it's just really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you can't find one, yeah, just let me know and I'll, I'll yeah. Oh, I got like nine game stops around in my area. Trust me, I'm, I'm able to find it. If you can't find one, that's why I said if I find one for you, I'll send you a 360 copy. Yeah, um, I'm looking right now. It's the closest one is 14 miles away. Oh, I'll find you a copy. <laughs> um, you guys could uh, follow me at at on Twitter at my at, at my goodness. <laughs> follow me on Twitter at that retro go t h a t r e t r c o d e. Um, you can follow me uh, on Facebook under Everett Varnell. Um, you can email the show at myout2comment at yahoo.com. That's M-Y-O-P number two. C-O-M-M-E-N-T. I want to hear what you guys think about Vanquish. Uh, and just other games, you know, uh, let us know. Uh, I want Anthony to come back. Uh, if I found find a game, the, uh, the uh, what is it again? Math? Uh, eat lead, eat the return lead. Of Man, yeah, like eat like lead that guns. Uh huh. Eat lead, the return of Matt Hazard. The, the return of Matt Hazard. If I find that, I'm gonna have you back on the show. Uh, uh, we gotta do it with uh, this. Yeah, okay, let me mark it in my calendar. <laughs> Write that down because I because to me personally, this is gonna be one of the games that I have never played, so it's gonna be a first time. And I and I you could you could plan all the questions if you want to, and I and I'm just gonna be like. I died laughing so hard at this part. I can't believe they did this. Like, the Final Fantasy thing, that just sounds hilarious to me. Yeah. So. Just, if you get a chance, just look up a quick scene on YouTube. Type in Eat Lead, Final Fantasy, or whatever it is. And you'll see for yourself how it is. Just see that one fight. That's all oh. you gotta do. Um, just a few, uh, few shout-outs to other shows. Uh, the NBC Video Game Book Club that me and Anthony are part of. We are playing Fire Emblem Awakening for November. It's our season finale. Uh, so, you know, come on Facebook, join us, pick up a copy if you have the 3DS, uh, mm-hmm. and play the game. Can't wait for that discussion. Um, don't know if I'll be on it just yet. Uh, I, I will see. Um, next month, uh, we're kind of having a crossover, I should say. Um, with Simon, hopefully Simon Skates, uh, the MVC Book Club guys, um, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, uh, with Optional Opinion. Like, we're having this big, uh, Skyward Sword discussion for December. So please, uh, if you want to join that, uh, discussion, email me and let me know. Um, it, it's going to be such an amazing round table. I cannot wait. Hopefully, um, Everybody's able to do Skype. Uh, if I had to do Google Hangouts, uh, hopefully it doesn't crash on nobody because <laughs> uh, it's going to be a good episode. Um, you can listen to Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Their uh, podcast is on Tuesdays and Fridays. Um, they're on SoundCloud. You can find them also at Twitter at HHP uh, HH Podcast um, at on Twitter. Um, the digital advocates nerds, uh, the digital, the digital nurse digital. advocates. I'm sorry, getting that mess up. Um, they have a community page. They have uh, uh, they also have a podcast, and they have weekly strike, which is uh the podcast about um uh, Destiny. Um, very good. Uh, check them out. They got a new format, video format. So like I said, recommend trying checking them out. 
uh, Simon's Cakes, uh, their crew from, I guess they're in Canada, um, a bunch of awesome guys. They're doing a playthrough of Secret of Mana, a first time, and I, I'm loving all of it. It's really good. Uh, you can check them out on iTunes and check them out at Simon's Cakes, uh, wordpress.com. Um, uh, you can hear this show on SoundCloud and at the anonymous radio network net or the anonymous radio network net. Um, you can find this show and other shows there. Um, thank you once again, Anthony, for joining me. Um, thank you. Thank you a lot for me to nerd out with you. Uh, <laughs> all hugs and uh, bros and things like that. Cannot wait to have you back on the show for the Sky Resort discussion and definitely for the Eat Let discussion. I'm marking that down on my calendar because I now <laughs> really want to play. And I'm just going to just be like, what this thing is so funny. Yeah, um, you'll, you'll be laughing nonstop. Dude. Oh, yeah. Because I, I know you're probably ready to go eat or hang out or do whatever you need to do. Yeah, it's, it's Sunday, so I should be watching football right now. Oh, then go watch your football. <laughs> uh, so, um, thank you guys. Um, I'm, I Should I play music or not? Uh, it's up to you. Oh, it's me? Uh, yeah, go ahead and play music. Play, um, let's see, what did we talk about? So, we talked a lot of stuff. Nope, just to piss you off, play Star Wars. Star Wars? <laughs> okay, um, I can do some Star Wars. Uh, uh, Anthony, um, what did you think about Venture Kazooie? Uh, uh, did you did you were you able to see that podcast? Um, no, I, I wasn't able to see it. Um, it's on my queue to watch it. Uh, it's just I, I was just too busy with everything here in my own personal life. But now that everything's calmed down, you know, Christmas. Is, I've, I'm almost done with my Christmas shopping already. And it's only in fucking November. Uh, I'm I'm gonna watch it uh, most likely on my lunch when I watch it when I'm on uh, break at lunch at work. Did yeah, you... it's 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 what, like an hour and some minutes? Yeah. We we got into the nitty gritty gritty. Um that's where I thought that and I keep saying this that because Louis a sexy black woman. <laughs> yeah, my my girl I send my girlfriend the videos and links all the time. And she loves you dude. She she considers you as a best friend already and you haven't even met her yet just because how you are and how funny you are and stuff like that. So she got kinda mad that I was here with you doing this podcast instead of spending the day with her. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Now I feel bad. I'm, I'm just... Uh, no, it's all good. It's all good. I, I, I already told her I'd make it up to her and everything like that. Um, okay. Yeah. No worries about that. So, um, I'm going to play John Williams' Duel of the Fates. I guess it's the Sith kind of thing. So, we're going to end out on that. Uh, once again, thank you, Anthony. Um, I, my apologies to, to the girl, your girlfriend. <laughs> uh, didn't mean to take all that time. But, uh, thank you, everybody. Have a great weekend. Do be safe. Um, play a lot of video games. If you're interested in, um, if you're interested in Vanquish, check it out. If you're interested in Eat Lead, uh, check that out. Go to your nearest GameStop if they have it. If not, See if it's available digitally. Just play the game, you know, because yeah, it's it's gonna be good. So uh, we are out. Anything else, Anthony? No, I'm good for right here. All right, and then we're out. Peace. Peace. You got it. Oh. It's coming.